Welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. They're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, I am so, so excited. We haven't got one guest. We've got three guests. And they're on the show to talk about this awesome new movie coming out on the 10th of September in theatres and video on demand. It's, of course, the Manson Brothers Midnight Massacre. And we've got the director, Max Martini. How you doing, Max? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And then we've got Chris Morgettis. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having us, Brian. It is a pleasure. And of course, the lovely Mike. Mike, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing well, Brian. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. Oh. <clears throat> Do you know what? I, I have had early access to this movie. And I've got to say, I have watched it four times. Um, I think it's awesome. Um, every time you watch it, you see something else or you catch another awesome one-liner. Um, and it's just, it, 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 it is just fantastic. And you know what? I've even started to use some of the one-liners at work because they're great. They are You're great. the best, man. I know. This, I am, this I am... is the best news I've had. Yes, yes. <laughs> the best compliment. So, so I'm let's going let... to that after this one. <laughs> so, off the back of uh, directing a very thought-provoking movie, which is again another awesome movie, which was Sergeant Will Gardner. Max, what a superb job! I didn't get a chance. I know I interviewed you before the film's release, and I've yeah. got to say, what an awesome, awesome movie! But this time round, we've got zombies, we've got wrestlers. <laughs> All under the same roof. What can go wrong? Nothing. Because absolutely, it is classic, honestly. Because me, as a old-school wrestling fan, I loved Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I loved Rowdy Roddy Piper. I loved uh, Bret the Hitman Hart and all those. So watching this movie took me back to that sort of spirit. And then you had Zombies, which I just think is awesome. Um, so... If you could tell me a bit about the film, Max, we'll start. We'll start with you. If you could tell me a bit <clears> about the film, and uh, without giving any spoilers away, because people have got to go out and watch this. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, let me tell you kind of how how it came to me. Which you know, because my intention, I did not set out looking for a zombie. <clears throat> To, to follow up Sergeant Will Gardner to, you know, and, uh, it, 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 but, you know, if anyone has seen Sergeant Will Gardner, they know that I have a, a, a passion for helping our veteran community. Um, that was the intention behind that film. And then, uh, but it was taxing emotionally, like you said. So, uh, Mike and Chris brought me the script, um, and I read it and thought it was hilarious and also, you know, saw an opportunity to involve uh, some veterans uh, in, in, in the making of it. So we have four veterans, I'm proud to say, in leading roles in the film. There's a lot of veterans working in the, uh, in, on the crew behind the camera. 
And to answer your question, you know, look, I mean, it's really, I liken it to like a dumb and dumber kind of zombie comedy. I mean, there's an endless amount of buffoonery. If you like that kind of broader comedy, I think you're going to love this. Uh, There's a lot of action. Uh, You know, if you're a fan of of wrestling, uh, I think, you know, that's a, a big draw. And, uh, you know, and if you're a horror fan, the, 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 the horror scenes are, are graphic and bloody and, you know, full of body parts flying. And, and uh, it's, it's a good time. It's just a, it's purely meant to entertain drunk people. <laughs> well, you I wonder know, I like it so much myself. <clears throat> now I've got a challenge on my hands to get drunk and watch it again. Maybe That's I might exactly get a different experience. Um, yeah, so, so not only have we got the director, we've got these two lovely humans at the bottom. It's, of course, the Manson brothers themselves. So we've got Skull, which is Mike, and we've got Stone, that's Chris. And the Manson brothers, you wrote this movie as well. Um, so a massive, massive... Well done. It's just an awesome story. Characters, brilliant. So How did the Manson brothers come about? Who would like to answer that? <clears throat> Go ahead, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so Mike and I were, were professional wrestlers, uh, God, what, 20 years ago, 25 years ago? Um, I actually followed behind Mike in a group that was called the Brotherhood slash the Manson Brothers. Mike was leaving to go on the fire department, and I was a young, well, not that young, but up-and-comer, and we had kind of headed off to begin with, and so he suggested that I replace him uh, there. Fast forward to, my God, I don't know what it was, uh, 10, 15 years later after we had gotten out, um, I had actually done a, a really low-budget film in Chicago that Mike was watching films one day and a guy that he knew that was a, uh, uh, was he a projectionist, Mike? Was that what he was? Yeah, he was a projectionist. He's like, hey, I got this Frankenstein film. You want to watch it? I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it. And then (laughs) I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, that looks really familiar to me. I mean, it looks like, that looks like stone. And I'm, so I asked, uh, I'm like, I text him like, hey, are you in a, and Frankenstein movie, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm like, I'm watching it right now." He's like, "You are not." I'm like, "Why would I tell you if I wasn't?" So Mike's one of three people awesome. that actually ever saw it, so that was great. Um, <laughs> you were good in it, and, oh, uh, and that's, that's sort of how we reconnected. Mm. Yeah. So then Mike had worked with Max, and uh, Mike was coming out to visit Max uh, again. I don't think we'd seen each other live in a decade. I was at Mike's bachelor no. party, and that was the last I ever saw of him. I'm not sure he remembers much of it. Um, anyway, to make to make a long story short, his flight got canceled or delayed or something like that. He called me, you know, let's let's discuss this idea. Um, we went through the machinations and and up we eventually came with uh, the Manson brothers. It, it kind of started because we needed a way to figure out a, a film that would have a big enough, broad enough audience. Um, that they would actually watch two guys that nobody knew who the hell they were potentially and, and wrestling and zombies, you know, that's, that's the Venn diagram, uh, as bloated as you can possibly get. Um, so yeah, there, there, and there lies the well, genesis. I, I, Plus I, I think we, I, we were coming at it. Go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna, I was just gonna give you some props, you know, I, and Brian <laughs> I, you know, said, 
you've seen the movie four times, which is amazing. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, these guys, I mean, you guys really nailed a very difficult level of comedy and timing, you know, and, and, and really, like, when I say Dumb and Dumber, I mean, this is like one of the great classic you know, uh, goofball comedies. And, and my goal was to kind of like achieve that sort of level where you got these two characters that are such idiots that, and so committed to every <laughs> single word that comes out of their mouth is the only way to sell it. And you guys really did a great job, as did, you know, everybody else in the film, including yeah, D.B. Sweeney, who, who, Brian, I know you've interviewed, right? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, awesome guy. Yeah. So anyway, props to you guys. I, I think you did a, a <laughs> Thank you. well to reverse that. That's big. Thanks to Max because he, uh, you know, first off, just for him to want to or be willing <laughs> to do a zombie film with two morons who nobody knows who the hell they are. Um, you know, the amount of put into it to to, to get us to that. I'm able to work with him. Mm. And we're frozen. Oh, it was it was incredible. That's sorry, I just didn't get the end the end of that. Everyone just froze. Um, yeah, yeah, froze fixing my hat. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the reason why? <laughs> so, so when uh, when writing this movie. Did you have the intention of playing the Manson brothers yourselves or is that a silly question? No, we, we did. And we wrote it as a vehicle for ourselves. I was acting, I, I live in Chicago. And so I was acting here in Chicago and I was getting, you know, basic parts that they would cast me for killers and hitmen and street toughs. And that was all great. And I had some nice stuff, but I knew that at my age, I, I was never really going to go past anything else from that. They weren't going to cast me for bigger stuff because of my age and, and where I lived and all that. And, and uh, so I said, well, I'm just going to write my own stuff then. And so the intent was always that we were going to play the Manson brothers because we really were the Manson brothers. So the guys you see on screen are very, very close to our own personalities i mean i don't i don't murder the language as much as skull does in the movie but i'm i'm pretty close to that i mean chris will tell you what i'm not you know i have to call him up all the time hey what does this mean hey what does this mean because like he's <laughs> a guy i i can barely tie my own shoes in the morning so thank God I have a, my wife kim is is wonderful with me because it's like having a third kid so um yeah, we always intended on doing it, and uh, it was really, it was really great to. And, and the way Max directed us too, we, those characters totally evolved from his direction. So we just were kind of very intent on listening to what he had to say, and then trying to do that. So like we'd be, we're and Max would be like, Mike, Mike, like, like thirteen percent dumber, like thirteen percent. <laughs> and you played it very very well <laughs> yeah so i love how the movie starts but the question is do you think we'll ever see a real manson brothers comic or is there one out oh there? i hope so there there is not there is not one out there uh we would like to um kind of kind of transition it into a graphic uh a comic style um 
But that was that was Max's brilliant idea to come up with yes. because uh, that was never the original beginning or ending um, of the film, and uh, he had the brilliant idea to include that, um, which which was brilliant for a lot of reasons, but mainly to to put the absurdity of it into the film because you know it's a comic book, it's it's absurd, right? Um, and I, I was talking about this the other day. One of the when we we had we had a screening of the film at a horror con in Chicago a few weeks back. And it was a, um, uh, there were like 300 people there. It was really well attended. And the thing they went the most nuts with, you'll recall this in the movie towards the end when you see the the, the second comic book cover. I mean, the place went bananas. Oh, um, and, and so, to, you know, again, testament to Max because it, it not only was just a, a great way to, you know, I hate to, I hate to give anything away. Uh, it, was, it was just a great addition to the film that, that uh, you know, mm. Mike and I can't take credit for that. It broadened the scope of Mm, what we could do within the realms of the world that we all created, right? Right. So it it opened it up. So there wasn't any like, oh, that would never happen, or that would because our excuse is, dude, it's a comic book. Yeah, it you you it gives you the freedom to just abandon any kind of you know rationale, right? Rational thinking, so. Which we had already done, by the way. Max right, right. Just, we, did know, any, again, we did it anyway. We did it anyway. Took it to another level. <laughs> just justified it more. Yeah. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, we will see a, 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 a comic because that is definitely a doorway to uh, future projects and uh, widening the fan base as well because I can imagine the Manson brothers getting up to all sorts and uh, it definitely would make an awesome comic as well. Um, so uh, what was I going to ask next? Because I've just been listening to you you guys just in complete <laughs> like sort of focus, and I've just gone off what I'm, I'm going to be asking. So this movie has been a long time coming because I've, I've noticed that when I was doing my research, you were um, talking about this movie and, and trying to do this movie quite a few years ago. I mean, what's what's been the biggest challenge to get this story in this film to screen money <laughs> yeah well, it's, it's, money it's... money is always a challenge we also got set back by covid so mm-hmm. that that oh, that set yeah. us back an easy a year and and you know uh i i think initially it was it was there were some you know, we, we reworked the script that took some time. We also, there were some budgetary elements that needed to be, you know, removed and from the story so that we could squeeze it in. We had two, just under shy of $2 million to make the movie. And, you know, it's, I think it plays bigger. You know, we had, it's, it, this is a lot of favors from friends and special effects companies and, music people so that that you know um one of our characters in the in the film is uh is played uh by jay demarcus who was one of the 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 original rascal flats band members and he also scored the film he scored sergeant will gardner for us uh this the visual effects company i met way back years ago i've been working with them forever and so it was a lot of you know networking i that just takes time you know you want to mm. aim high and see where you land you know and when and when we talk about the score of the film i think it's awesome i mean there's certain pieces of music to go with certain scenes which i just think fit per- perfectly and make you <laughs> chuckle as yeah. well um yeah. <clears throat> 
So when we talk about casting, I mean, obviously we've got the Mans Man Manson brothers, but we've also got some really great actors as well uh, within the uh, within the project, like DB Sweeney and Randy. I mean, how much control did you have? Um, you know, casting. I mean, did you have Max complete control, or was it a case of a group effort? I mean, who was the one that that decided on who was playing um, DB Sweeney's character and 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 hundred percent. Yeah, it was that was all Max. I mean, that that's one of the you know a million things that was so great about having him involved in the project and directing was, you know, we we got people in this thing that that you know I don't think in a million years would do a zombie movie, right? Or 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 play these ridiculous characters, but because Max has thirty years worth of knows who the hell they right, are, right? Right? Yeah. I mean, who, who wants to go act with a couple guys they know nothing about? So so the you know not only the leap of faith on his you know, part of taking Mike and I on, but then the ability to bring on people in, in supporting, you know, roles for the most part who are willing to work with us, uh, it just elevated the project, you know. Well, it's, it, it's also like you want to find guys that have some name value, but you also need to find guys that can, that can hit that comedy also, right? You know, like, for instance, my buddy Adrian Pazdar showed up and, you know, we essentially said, hey, you're going to be high through this whole movie. Here's your nitrous. <laughs> Go. And he, you know, and he went, oh, okay, I got it. You know, and, and D.B. Sweeney showed up to set with a toupee and a, and a suit that he brought from Chicago. So, you know, they, everybody got the, the, the tone of the film. And, and uh, you know, what's great about the supporting cast is that, that – like I think I said this in a different interview, but it, you know I'm not even sure we had a meeting prior to filming. I mean, these guys literally just stepped in their clothes and got a you know. And 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 by the way, we have you know for those of you that haven't seen the movie, we have uh, you know characters dressed up as you know evil Knievel, and one guy's in a <laughs> chorizo outfit, and you know I mean, it's ridiculous. But, uh, but it works. But it's but hilarious. <laughs> But it worked. That's hilarious. Yeah. Definitely, definitely works. Uh, they didn't be, and these guys are like, I mean, Adrian Pazdar, D.B. Sweeney, these guys are pros. I mean, they're A-list guys. And they didn't come in and belittle the material or belittle us. They didn't phone no. the performances in. They were like 100% committed. And a lot of the what you see on screen is what they created. We just gave them the dialogue. They created the rest of it. Which this is, really is why cool. this is why you call your friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. in, in, in the in the case of, of Adrian and and uh, and DB, I mean they they took roles that were minimal and turned them into you know right. incredible characters in, in the in the film. I mean it was Adrian's character had four lines or five lines to begin with, and it just kept. Going from obviously when we found out we had him, you know, much like DB, we expanded on that, and and I mean they just made those things incredible. And I, and I the other person I have to say something about, but, you know, everybody was phenomenal. Boss Rutten, who's in this, oh, movie, who who you know is one of the toughest SOBs that's ever walked the face of the earth. I will never forget Mike and I and and, and Max doing the rehearsal, and he, you know he's got a lengthy monologue in there. Um, and I remember getting done with the rehearsal, rehearsal and, and going our separate ways and looking at Mike and I said, it's like he's been telling that story for 20 years. <laughs> the yes. first time I heard it, I mean, I couldn't believe it. 
It, it was, it was, he, he's absolutely amazing in it, but everyone, uh, yeah, Mike Randy Couture excluded. Yeah. Randy's phenomenal. Dave Meadows um, and Shane Lunn who plays Captain Marvelous. Just, they just kill it. And yeah, Brian, that's the other thing. So, you know, there's not a throwaway character in that movie. No. How about Moose yeah. Reigns, who plays Moon, the referee? I mean, he's great. He's just, these guys are just <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Right? He's hilarious. He's and, and, and again, the entire it's, movie. No, it, it's amazing. It isn't just the names that Max brought. It's the guys who weren't names, who were such mm. phenomenal actors and put on such great performances but again, I mean, it, that, it, it's just Not hats us. off to Max Not because no, 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 no. Uh, God, the two but bottom say, on the totem pole. <laughs> but, but you say being unknowns, being surrounded by recognized actors, that is that has worked for many, many successful franchises. I mean, you look, you look at one of my favorite movies, Superman the movie. You had Christopher Reeve, who was an unknown. He yeah. was surrounded by, you know, Gene Hackman, uh, you know, Brando. <laughs> And and Chris Christopher Reeve outshone them all, um, yeah, like point. you two did. Because I've oh, got to say, <laughs> fantastic characters. Thank so we you, see we much. see on screen an explosion, absolutely explosion of zombie gore, wrestling, great one-liners. How much fun was it behind the scenes? I mean, it must have been an absolute oh, blast to film. Blast! And I'll tell you, we didn't get a lot of sleep. We everybody we worked really long hours. I don't sleep a lot. And uh, every day that I got up dragging my butt, I could not wait to get to that set and just have fun. And it was just every day was an absolute blast. And everybody was like that. You know, it wasn't, we didn't have one person who were like, oh, God, we got to deal with this guy. <laughs> no, no, everybody just had such a great time. And it was just such a, you know, from, uh, you know, Caleb Torres, who plays Butch in the movie. And, you know, he came on and was there just a couple of days, but he was having a blast. Just, everybody just had so much fun. It was great. And I wanted yeah, to mention, I'll, I'll, because he's so damn good in the, in yeah, he's very good. The, it, it was the experience of a lifetime. It was it was the absolute, you know, a lot of hard work and a lot of long hours. Tough being away from your family, that kind of thing. It's the most fun I've ever had. And I and I'm going to tell you, I've had a life filled with amazing experiences between wrestling and family and every other thing. Uh, this was this was you know family notwithstanding. This was the greatest time of my life. I have a fun Randy Couture story to tell really quick. So I had gone home for my daughter's, uh, she had an event. So I flew home on a weekend and I'm coming back. So we shot at New Mexico. So I was coming from Albuquerque airport to where we had rented a house in the hills. It was about an hour away. So I call Chris and I'm like, it's like 1030 at night on a Sunday. And we have to work at like 6 a.m. on a Monday. And I call him like, hey, man, I just got here. I'll be there in an hour. He's like, well, Randy's here with a, with our <laughs> location manager. I was in Chief. bed. And they're right. And they're like all they're all they've all been like at it for a while. And uh, Randy gets on the phone. He goes, hey, I hope you took your vitamins this morning because we're going to go a couple of rounds when I when you get here. And I was like, ah, oh, crap. You know, I was having to sleep. I'm like, I got to face this guy and he's gassed up and all that. It was just hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Fun, that is awesome. To know that Randy Couture is waiting there to throw you around when you get there. It's like, and it's happening. There's no getting out of it. Yeah, that was a challenge. He's a scary man to look at. And he obviously... He looks like he's been through the walls, and you wouldn't want to. Uh, yeah, yeah, he has. He has literally. Um, so my next question, fully enough, is for you, Mike. Again, um, your one-liners in this film, 
is just phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you. Literally, I was <laughs> I was laughing so much. Like literally, I was downstairs trying to watch the mo- movie while the kids kids were asleep, <laughs> and the wife was doing, th- and I just randomly was laughing. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that have, was have the you, intense. I'm glad you caught him because I was scared. Have you? Oh, believe me, people will will listen to them and laugh. I mean, have you got a favorite that you could share? A favorite phrase? A favorite <laughs> phrase? I oh man, if I had to pick one, no, I don't know. I think the I think the the I won't give it away, but I think the bit about me finding out what our ethnic background is is funny. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, Max, me, me is. Uh, oh, sorry. Go on, Max. Have you? Have no, you got no. A favorite, I, favorite I, phrase? I was when you said that. I started going through the film. There's so many. <laughs> Brian, what's that? I want to hear it. Uh, uh, we don't beat them off. Uh, we don't beat them up. We beat beat them. Up. <laughs> <laughs> and let me. Wait a minute. I want to tell the story behind that too, because that's an interesting story. So prior to us shooting max chris and i were all sitting around at max's apartment going through the script and we were actually figuring out adrian Tazar's character but i always had a problem with that line because i hate the term beat people up i'm gonna beat you up i hate it i like you know i'm gonna kick the shit out of you or whatever i know this is a family show but whatever so i said uh so we were i said yeah man i really don't like that so we were going around and i said you know beat people up and yeah we beat them off and max goes that's it. That's it. <laughs> so that's how that got in there. That's how a lot of those things came up. Was the three of us sitting around throwing things at the wall, and and you know if we if we started laughing, it went in there. So yeah, <laughs> so no, funny. That's, that's awesome. But the thing is, there's there's that collection of one-liners. Honestly, I think um obviously we'll talk shortly if there's a possibility of any more down the line but you've got to keep that going because the oh, genius, you see the absolutely genius. so i, I wanted to mention your website as well manson is it mansonbrothers.com yes um yes. where yes. you can get lovely t-shirts which uh, mike is wearing right now and you can have uh, two different and, sorts uh, of backgrounds and coffee mugs and a yeah, coffee mug but I've, or I've got a, if you're Chris. But I've got a bit of a gripe, okay? I'm in Uh-oh, the UK, and I can't get them. And literally, <clears throat> the only cup that I, I have for my coffee is my lockdown <laughs> coffee club, um, which is from School Crusher Coffee, which is one of the strongest coffees you can have. Well, I have it's to get some. immense. Brian, send and, us your uh, – when we go off, give us your address, and I'll send you some stuff. Oh, that would be – Awesome. And I will talk to our uh, I will talk to our web designer and have him uh, uh, work with expand. Shopify and and expand <laughs> the uh, shipping horizon for for everyone. For sure. Yeah, because at the moment you can get a collection of a poster, a mug, and 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 a t shirt for an amazing price. And if I'm right in saying it's free free shipping within the uh, U.S. Uh, yes. So that's that's awesome. Have you got any plans on coming over to the U.K. for any conventions? We would love to. We haven't set any well, of that up yet, but we would love 100%. to. One hundred percent. We're actually um, we we did a convention in Chicago, and we're working on setting up some more to do some uh, previews of the film uh, later on in the year. And believe me, if there's a possibility for us to come to the UK, I will be there in a heartbeat. 
So we're counting on all you guys across the pond to make this movie successful. Yeah, make it so happen. Go out there and, and meet everybody. and, and that Reach out to awesome. your local I, con and tell them you want to see us there. And, and we will I've be never there. been to the UK, and I would love to what? go. Of all the places You've I've never been, been to the UK. No, I never, just never have. been in oh, Europe, but I've never been to the UK. You have never uh, Brian, a proper Brian. pint. I know. Oh, yes, I, I, I know. Will, I, will. <laughs> I want to experience several. <laughs> I'm not allowed back in. Yeah, Max <laughs> is in a bar. Yeah, he might be banned for life. I don't know if they're going to lift that yet. We might have a little. We might have to smuggle him in under a different name, but we'll yeah, see. Brian, yeah. Hey, hey, Brian, can I ask you a question? You had mentioned before um, yep. that you have some quotables from the film. I'm curious. Yep. Uh, what those quotables are now, because um, well, we uh, my body's a church, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the other one was to do about the um, authenticity. Uh, you know that you don't want to spoil <laughs> that scene, but there is one oh, line gotcha. in, okay. in. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't want to spoil it. I really, really don't. All right. All right. Um. So, so I've I've got to ask as well because you know we anyone that watches the movie at the end you'll get rather excited, like the fans um, <clears throat> that were at the convention wow. and um, on IMDb. It's clearly clearly there. Obviously, if you don't want to talk about this, I can cut this part out. Don't you worry. But possibility of a sequel, possibility uh, of another project. It was supposed yeah. to be done already, and the funding fell through. So we're just trying to get the funding together. The script is all—it's all done. We're complete. Ready to go. Yep. So and it's even crazier. It, 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 I'm gonna it, get it, it done it, one way or the other. The damn thing's gonna get done. So you can hang your head on that one. <laughs> it needs to happen, honestly. From from the cover itself, from the comic cover, it looks awesome, <laughs> and and I'm 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 racking my brains on what, what the Manson brothers can get up to, and and I've uh, already got scenes in uh, my head, so I'm so looking forward, just forward to it. Multiply the first one by a hundred. Yeah, oh. yeah. So you've given us a tease with the and, first. And first we, one. we what we promise at the end, we're going to deliver on. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> for, the, for the sequel. <laughs> So 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 Max, what's what's been your proudest moment of of doing this movie, this zombie fest? Oh my gosh! You know, I mean, for me, it was because I, you know, I'm I'm not uh, 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 I wasn't really a fan of the genre, so I wanted to do it so badly, but I went in kind of blind, which was uh, mm. a challenge for me, you know. So and and, and I think just seeing the final product and, and and knowing and seeing people's reactions and and you know having uh successfully realized this film uh is a is a is a an enormous uh you know as a really wonderful feeling so that you know and and uh and i got to use a, an art degree that i hadn't that I, you know, paid one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for, and never, <laughs> never used in my, you know, abandoned completely, become an act. So uh, I had a specific idea of what I wanted to do with the zombies, and 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 you know, really kind of worked with the visual effects guys to layer those up and 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 make them as uh, gruesome as possible. And and uh, yeah, I just I'm I'm really pleased with everybody. I mean, it was uh, it was a collaboration, but. 
uh, you know, uh, I was uh, proudly at the helm, and I think uh, I think we did a good job. We, you did it. First of all, you did an awesome job, and I'll say this: you know, there's no way this thing got done the way it got done without Max. He, it, it was he took what we wrote and interpreted it the way you see it on the screen, and. <clears throat> Even up to the 11th hour when we were getting ready to shoot, we were making little changes that made it what it is. And I think it really does, you know, it's, obviously it's not, you know, we didn't write Amadeus. So it, but the, but I think it stands on its own as far as being in the genre. And I don't even really know if you could pigeonhole it in the genre, but it, I, I definitely think it's a unique film. And the greatest compliment I had of it is when I showed a friend of mine and uh, he's a really hard critic. And when it was done, he's like, man, I'm really sorry that that ended. I really I wish it was gone. And I was like, oh, man, that's see, that's that's well, awesome. We were we were I was editing this movie. I was doing a series in New Orleans and while I was cutting this film. And, and so I would get off set and I'd run into the editor's suite. And uh, and my editor, Tim Solano, every time I found him, he was just crying. Laughing hysterically, <laughs> cutting this movie that he had seen, you know, over and over and over again. But uh, one of my buddies came on to the show, the series that I was doing, and I asked him to come watch the film. And uh, he he laughed through the whole thing. And at the end of it, you know, he said, this is like one of these movies, man, that like people are going to watch it and then they're going to watch it again. And then they're going to watch it again because every, there's so many layers that hit you every time you watch it. And then they're going to get high and watch it. And then they're going to get drunk and watch it. And then it's, you know, and he just went, it's going to become one of these stoner movies that people just go back to and back to and back to. So hopefully, uh, you know, we get that kind of a reaction from people. But I, I, I think if you appreciate that humor, this is going to be a big one for you. Yeah, Definitely is. Yeah. It definitely is. And next week we've got another cast member on the show. We've got Dave Meadows, good old Carson the Crippler Murdoch. And Dave mm -hmm. is awesome in this movie. He is <laughs> awesome. Let me tell you, Brian, that character is based on a real guy, as is the character of Captain Marvelous and Thumb. Uh -huh. They're all based on real guys that we worked with. Obviously, we you know we took a dramatic license, but Dave just crushes that role he's so Does good and and uh you'll end up fun talking have you got any dirt on him on dave use yeah oh. he carries a change any purse. funny stories sorry he carries a change purse i'll tell you i'll tell you a funny story <laughs> any any <laughs> he's he's he, well he is he is he's i mean it's not a, it's not dirt but you know he's a former navy seal <laughs> yep and uh in 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 a pretty uh high speed operator uh he was at that totally. uh, yeah um but oh god do we i'll tell you what brian you can you can actually <laughs> uh you can clarify something for me okay so of I, course I tell this I, I tell this story to dave's friends all the time and he never admits it quite frankly so maybe you can you can get him to come up with it so um you know, I, I think we were out shooting at one point, and Dave came, comes into town. And to make a long story short, Mike and I had lobbied for Dave to play Carson. Max, because he's Max and is so awesome, had had 
this continuous string of big names who were who were interested in playing him for whatever reason it didn't work out. And we finally had said, hey, you know, how about Dave? And, and you know, Dave comes to fruition. So Dave gets there, and everybody's meeting Dave and blah, blah, blah. I go up to Dave, and I'm like, hey, man, what's happening? And he just kind of looks at me, and he's like, hey. And I was like, okay. And, you know, I kind of turned away. And as everybody's talking about how great Dave is, I'm like, you know, Dave's kind of being a dick to me. I don't know what's going on. And I tell Mike one night, and Mike's like, no, you're imagining things. And, you know, I – I said, I don't, I don't think I am, man. This guy's just not. So uh, after about three days, I start to conclude that I think Dave is kind of going method on me because we're definitely, you know, head to head throughout the film. Um, I, I, I put it to rest at, at the, at the literally he, we wrap with Dave and he turns to me and says, Oh my God, man, this has been the greatest experience of my life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. And, and so at that point I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess, and I'm I'm pretty sure Randy Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, made <laughs> yeah. a similar comment to he you, did. right? I was I was reiterating that story to Randy a couple of weeks ago when we were doing the horror convention, and Randy goes, "I got to tell you, when I first met Dave, I thought he didn't like me either." <laughs> so so here's some dirt, Brian. So on that note, yep. Dave's roommate Val his old roommate told me that there was a point in time where Dave was playing a priest and Dave lived in character as a priest for weeks leading up to the movie. So he's, he's one of those method actors. I think you should rock <laughs> really hard on that. Yes. Yeah, yes. Like, That's the line right there. Yeah. And I, I don't think, think I made it any better when Chris was like, I don't think Dave likes me. He's really kind of being a dick to me. And I'm like, I'm not having that experience. He loves me. I had a wonderful conversation. Tell him you spoke to Val. (laughs) Val, do you know what? I I am sure that he will see this. (laughs) And and he'll be like, proper prepared. But I think that film is Amityville Moon, where he plays a priest. And it's uh, werewolves as well. Yeah, uh, he's good at it too. I'm not sure when We're that's coming. out or if it's out now. Or... I think it's coming out. I think it's, it's October. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So so before we uh, end this lovely chat with all three of you, um, who would actually survive a zombie outbreak if there was a real zombie? Or, or who, 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 who would be the first one to uh, to get it? To uh, The first one to get it? Probably yeah. me, because I would be unaware that it was going on. <laughs> Randy would survive. Yeah, Randy, I was going to say, yeah. would yeah. make it. Probably Boss. Yeah. The rest of us would be cannon fodder, I'm pretty sure. Randy oh, no, would Dave, survive. Dave would probably yeah. survive. Dave would survive. Bloody <laughs> Joe would probably survive. He's our stunt coordinator because he would be the idiot. He's like, Freddie Joe is like Goofy in the Disney cartoons where he always winds up in a pile of crap but comes out smelling like a rose. That's Freddie Joe. <laughs> so he would probably survive. And are you doing anything special on the 10th of September to celebrate the release? Christopher? We are uh, going to be in Los Angeles at the theatrical um, where it's coming out. And then Mike and I are heading out uh I think the next day after that or the day after to hit some of the other locations, uh, New York, Chicago, Dallas is a possibility as well. So we're going to do our own kind of mini press junket to go out there. And uh, if anybody wants to come and hang out, answer some questions, have some fun. And more importantly, 
go have some drinks afterwards. So that's yeah, the, uh, that's the big. Question. If they like the movie, tell everybody. And if you didn't like right. it, don't, don't say anything. <laughs> and yeah, go out, have a few drinks, then watch the movie again. Why not? Yeah, there and, you go. There you, you go. Get a, diff- a different experience, guys. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. I've had a great, you, a great time. Ah, and thank you so and much, having Brian. Seen the film four times. It's like I really know you guys as as the Man- the Manson brothers, and we uh, are the Manson brothers. <laughs> there you go, there you go, well, thank Max. You so thank much you for the support, man. Oh, it's a pleasure. The film is absolutely stunning, and um, everyone needs to get on it. Everyone needs to see this movie. Uh, it's funny, gory, full of action, and great one-liners. Um, so, guys, thank you so much. Keep safe and uh, stay super. Thanks, Thanks Brian. Brian. You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends. In my world, it means hope.